Hey guys, uh, George here from the content button. Um, in the process of editing this, we, we really wanted to... I'm going to restart. Um, hey guys, George here from the content button. Uh, we really wanted to, to deliver an authentic experience to you this week. So in the editing, we tried to put a laugh track in this episode. It got a little messed up. Um, we don't know how to remove it. So it's in there uh, if, it, if it scares you. If it makes you feel disturbed, if it makes if it makes you feel like I don't know, like society is betraying you, or just 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 be warned, I guess. Um, I hope you enjoy the episode, and I love you. Welcome back to the content button. We hacked into the top secret Hollywood mainframe and in there we found a treasure trove of unproduced TV scripts that the elites don't want you to see. I'm your host George Murray here with Logan Carr Howard, Liam Wirtz, and special guests Anthony Baccia and Sophie Delaney. And today we've got How I Met Your Mother, The Book of the Law. How I met your mother. Interior future Ted's living room. Day. Ted's kids sit on the couch, looking bored. Now, kids, I'm about to teach you the most important lesson I will ever teach you. Never go to Central Park at night. Never let yourself be alone with Uncle Barney. No, do not any under do not under any circumstances engage with the teachings of the evil wizard Alistair Crowley. Interior, Ted's apartment, night. Ted, Robin, Marshall, and Lily in the living room. Marshall is opening presents. It all started at your uncle Marshall's 28th birthday party. M- Marshall picks up a box. And this one is from Lily bounces with anticipation. Me! It's from me! Marshall smiles and opens the present. Inside is a heavy, yellowing tone. What is it? The Book of the Law. What better present to get for my big-time lawyer husband? Marshall kisses Lily. Thanks, honey. Robin leans forward to look at the cover. I don't think that's a law book. What? Of course it is. It's called The Book of the Law. Barney enters from the kitchen as she says this and nearly spits out his drink. Do not open that! He runs over and snatches the book from Marshall's hand. What the hell, Barney? I didn't know a law book would cause this much excitement. The Book of the Law isn't a law book, Lily. It's a magical text. Ted rolls his eyes. Oh, is this one of your magician tricks? No, Ted, this isn't a book of tricks. This tome was dictated to the wizard Alistair Crowley by the demon Awas. Very dangerous if you don't know what you're doing. Robin scoffs. Come on, Barney. Are you serious? Deadly serious, Robin. It can't be that bad. Give it back. Marshall, I got mixed up in this stuff when I was in college. Trust me, you do not want any part of it. Willie walks over to Barney. Well, at least let me return it. Clearly, this is not what I meant to get. Yeah, Barney, it's not like I'm interested in your weird sex magic. Lily just made a mistake. 
You promise you're going to return it? Yeah, Barney, we promise. Barney's eyes dart from person to person. Okay. Yeah, yeah, fine. Fine, here you go. He hands the book to Lily. And we thought that was the end of it. Interior, McLaren's Pub, night. The gang sits at their booth, sipping beers and talking. So what do you guys think for me tonight? A blonde or a redhead? (laughs) Barney and Ted chuckle. No one else does. I think I might need another beer. I gotcha, babe. He grabs the attention of a guy walking back from the bar with a drink. Hey man, let me have that beer. The guy looks at him for a sec, then hands him the beer. Marshall gives it to Lily. Thanks, babe. Wait, what the hell did you just do? What? Come on, Marshall. That gave that guy gave you his beer like it was nothing. That was crazy. I don't know what you're talking about. You read the book, didn't you? Marshall smirks and shrugs. I might have poked through it. Barney recoils. Good God! Lily, you said you were going to return it! I was, but then he started reading it. I don't see what the big deal is. Are you kidding? Magic? Exerting your will on others? It's a huge deal! Thank you, Robin! It sounds cool as hell! Marshall, you gotta show me how it's done. No! Yeah, sure. There's a ton of group rituals we can do. How about we swing by tomorrow? Ted, you want in? Barney flashes Ted a look. Sure, I'll join. At two, Ted. Barney, I don't know what you got up to in your youth, but magic is fine. It's just a bit of fun. This is gonna backfire, Marshall. Mark my words, this will backfire. Shut up, Barney. (laughs) Yeah, Barney, shut up. Everyone laughs but Barney. (laughs) (laughs) Interior, future Ted's living room, day. Ted's kids stare at the camera aghast. Hold up, you're talking about magic? Like Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings type magic? No, 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 nothing like that. What we were doing was Thelema, an occult practice discovered by the British wizard Alistair Crowley in the early 1900s. It's it's not about casting fireballs as much as it is uh, exerting your will on the world, if that makes sense. It doesn't. Whatever. Back to the story. The next day, Marshall and Lily came over with a bunch of ritual gear Marshall had uh, Marshall had bought. Interior. The apartment. Day. Marshall mills about the apartment in a flamboyant wizard hat and robe, setting up candles and laying a pentagram rug in the center of the floor. Ted, Lily, and Robin watch. You need some help there? No. You haven't even read the Book of the Law. How would you know where everything goes? I'm just offering. Robin turns to Lily. So, how does this work? Oh, Marshall just says some silly chants and then calms down for the next few hours. It's kind of fun. Wait, you don't believe in it? Robin, it's magic. Of course I don't. What was that, darling? Nothing. The circle looks very good, honey. Thank you. He places one last candle. Okay, it's ready. Everybody take a place at one of the points in the pentagram. They comply. Marshall sits at the head of the circle, Ted and Lily on either side and Robin across from him. Marshall straightens his back and takes a ceremonial posture. 
do as thou wilt. Ted snickers. <laughs> Will. Ted, if you're going to be here, you can't interrupt the ceremony. Sorry. Marshall reassumes the position. Do as thou wilt. That is the whole of the law. Everyone but Lily closes their eyes. A low hum begins growing from the circle. The apartment flickers like the air above the pavement on a hot summer day. Then the apartment vanishes. Exterior, the astral plane, unknown. Marshall, Ted, and Robin's eyes snap open. They are on the astral plane, a formless void that stretches out into eternity. Shapes and colors fade in and out of the white, playing a trick on the eyes. Whoa, where are we? Welcome to the astral plane. Oh my god, this is insane. Marshall, what the hell? It's weird that you guys are here. When I do this with Lily, she usually appears in a different part of the plane than me. Interior, the apartment, day. Lily watches TV and eats Doritos while the physical forms of the gang sit in meditation. Exterior, the astral plane, unknown. Magic is incredibly powerful in this realm. You can exert your will on the formless void and create nearly anything. For example, an Italian hoagie. He pulls a hoagie out of the void and takes a bite. That's incredible. Practice here can increase your skill on the material plane, too. If you get good enough, you can influence your life, your luck, even other people. I can make people watch my morning show! Well, be careful what you say here. You don't know what effect... I can use this to find the perfect woman. A sexy blue-skinned demon with huge boobs and horns materializes out of the ether. Hello. Shit, Ted. You summoned Kazanuit. Marshall, your friend's kinda hot. Ted puts on a sexy swagger. Hey. Don't flirt with her, dude. She's a demon. You know what? I'm ending the session. Uh, interior, the apartment, day. Everyone's eyes snap open. Lily quickly turns the TV off and hides her chips. Wow, I had a great time on the astral plane. Damn, I guess we entered in different places again. That was really fun, Marshall. I think I'm starting to understand this whole magic thing. Ted, you didn't bring Kazanduit back with you, right? What are you talking about? I wouldn't even know how. Sometimes demons like her can get trapped in your brain when you emerge from the astral plane. Just be careful next time. Oh yeah, I'll be careful. He looks past Marshall. Kazan Nuit is standing there, sexily. Ted gulps. Interior, the apartment, later. Marshall and Lily exit the apartment, a bag of ritual materials in hand. Ted closes the door behind them. Goodbye, this was a lot of fun. He turns to find Robin, bag over her arm, ready to go out. Where are you off to? I'm going to talk to my producers, try to magic my way into a raise. Great, very cool. You okay? You're acting a little weird. What? I'm fine. I'm just coming down with the coming down from the ritual. Whatever you say. See you later. 
She leaves. Ted turns to the couch where Kazan Nuit is sitting. Listen, Kazan If you're going to be living in my brain, could you at least not get your slimy skin all over my couch? I'm a figment of your imagination, Ted. I'm not actually on your couch. Well, if you're a figment of my imagination, why can't I unfigment you? Ted, have a seat. Ted cautiously moves over next to Kazan Nuit and tries not to look at her huge <laughs> demon knockers. <laughs> you can't get rid of me because you don't want to. I can feel your heart, Ted. I can feel it the instant you pulled me out of the ether. You want love, Ted. You want the perfect woman. Ted slowly turns his head to hers. A horn nicks him, but he doesn't notice. I am the perfect woman, Ted. She pulls him into a slow, passionate kiss. Interior. Future. Ted's living room day. Ted's kids recoil. Dad, what the hell are you telling us? You slept with a demon? Well, she didn't have a physical form, so the sex was one-sided. Shut uh, up! Shut up! Anyway, Kazanowit and I grew to appreciate each other pretty quickly after that. Cue to a montage of Ted and Kazanowit going on dates, eating dinner, laughing, and falling asleep in front of the TV together. Living with Kazanowit was just like having a real girlfriend. Sometimes better. She was right. She was the perfect woman. Interior Robin Studio, day. Robin sits at the news desk with Don, her co-anchor. She almost glows with confidence. The producers tell me you're getting a raise. How'd that happen? I asked nicely. Come on, really? Robin stares at Don. A magical hum builds around her. Don goes slack-jawed. You deserve it. I know. She chuckles to herself and turns to look at the TV camera. Interior, McLaren's Pub, night. Ted and Barney sit across from each other at the booth, sipping brews. How'd Marshall's ritual go? Is that jealousy I hear? No, Ted, I am not jealous that Marshall has taken up the path of the great beast. I just want to make sure that nothing went wrong. Yeah, it was fun. We went to the astral plane. You what? We went to the astral plane. On your first ritual? That, that is insanely dangerous. What the hell is Marshall doing? It was fine, Barney. Nothing happened. Then you got lucky. Initiates like you should only be doing basic repetitions and meditations. Are you sure everything is fine? Nothing strange happened. I mean, I did meet a girl. Barney leans forward, horny brain activated. Does she have a sister? <laughs> I'll ask. Stick with ladies, Ted. Leave magic behind you. Learn from your good buddy, Barney. Interior, the apartment, night. Ted enters the apartment. Kazanui is sitting on the couch in a position that shows off both her ass and her massive demon honkers. As she does not look happy. Hey, you were pretty quiet when I was hanging out with Barney. Was I? Come on, Kazanui. I can tell when you're upset. What's wrong? It's Barney. Ted sits down next to Kazanui. 
Uh, I know he can be creepy, but... It's not that. We... We have a history. Oh. We were young. Or, he was young. I'm ageless. As old as the stars and as young as the first spark of love in the hearts of men. Anyway, it was stupid. We didn't work together. When we broke up, it was messy. That actually explains a lot. Please, Ted. You can't tell him about me. He wouldn't be able to take it. He would try to tear us apart. Don't worry, babe. I won't tell him a thing. They start to kiss. Kazanui slides a hand down Ted's chest, down to his crotch. Ted, what the hell? Robin has entered. Ted is making out with thin air, his own hand down his pants. He pulls it out quickly. Nothing, nothing. I mean, I wasn't doing anything. Whatever, man. Just don't do that stuff in the living room. Noted. Uh, how's work? Robin sits down next to Ted. Kazanuit reappears and begins kissing Ted's neck. It was great! This magic stuff works really well! I made Dawn bow to me on live TV. <laughs> he pushes Kazanuit away, but she keeps going at him. Is something wrong? No, just some cramps. Well, I think if I keep at it, I can make our show the top news show in New York. No, the world. Ted convulses. Oh, Jesus! Yeah, I think it's pretty exciting, too. Interior. Marshall and Lily's bedroom. Lily sits up in the bed. Marshall is not with her, and a throaty chanting emanates from the bathroom. Lily gets up and opens the bathroom door. Marshall is completely naked except for his wizard hat, staring <laughs> at himself in the mirror. Honey, can you cut that out? Come to bed. Marshall shakes himself out of his trance. Damn it, Lily. You broke my concentration. I was about to ascend to the realm of sub-infinite pleasure. You can ascend in the morning. I can't sleep with you moaning. The ritual must be performed at 3 a.m., Lily. Duh. Oh, just do it in the morning. It's not like it's real. Marshall gasps. How could you? I'm sorry, I thought it was funny at first, but I've had enough. Come to bed, please. Marshall grabs a bathrobe and wraps it around himself. No. I will sleep at Ted's place. He glides out of the room in a huff. Marshall! Interior, the apartment, morning. Ted and Kazanuit emerge from Ted's room, giggling to each other. <laughs> Kazanuit, stop it. <laughs> Marshall sits up on the couch. Kazanuit? Oh my god, Marshall, what are you doing here? Lily revealed herself to be an anti-magic bitch, so I used my key to move in here. What do you mean, Kazanuit? Ted looks at Kazanuit. Uh, I guess the jig is up. Yeah, I like when I said that I didn't bring Kazanwit over. She's living in my head. Damn it, Ted! It's fine, though. She's cool. We're kind of dating. Marshall fixes Ted with a withering glare. Not cool, Ted. Sorry. Fortunately for you, 
I can't be mad at a fellow magician. Not when the forces of anti-magic gather strong around us. We need to stand together. Ted shrugs. Barney has been pretty annoying. What do you have in mind? Robin emerges from her room in her work clothes. Robin, we are forming a coalition of magicians against Lily and Barney. You in? (laughs) Marshall, I'm using my magic to better myself. I manifested an interview with the mayor today. I have no time for your petty coalitions. If that is your will, then so be it. It is my will. Robin leaves. Ted turns to Marshall. I mean, magic is cool and all, but don't you think you and Robin are talking a little funny? No. Ted puts up his hands defensively. Okay. Exterior, Barney's apartment, day. Lily stands outside Barney's apartment, knocking on the door. Barney opens, dressed only in a towel. Well, hello, Lily! Oh my god! He rushes inside and comes out with a shirt on. Sorry, I was hoping you were someone... Not married? Hotter. What do you want? I'll let that slide, because I need your help. Marshall is too into this magic stuff. It's getting annoying. What do you expect me to do about it? Well, you used to be a pretty adept wizard, right? Couldn't you, you know, do as that will him into stopping? Lily, me imposing my will on a magician of martial stature would be tantamount to a declaration of war. And I'm out of practice. There's no guarantee that Marshall won't force me to submit. You two are such nerds. None of this is real. I wish that was the case, Lily. Lily rolls her eyes. Uh, If you do it, I'll introduce you to my hot friend, Vanessa. Done. I'll get my stuff. Interior of Barney's closet. Reverent wizard music plays as Barney pulls out an old trunk from his closet. He flips the latch and the lid opens with a deep thunk and a cloud of dust. Barney reaches in and pulls out a gnarled staff and a colorful wizard hat. I said never again. He closes his eyes and slowly dons the hat. As it touches his scalp, he quivers. Hello, old friend. Interior, Robin's studio, day. Robin sits at her news desk, surrounded by fawning interns. Don sits next to her, face a mask of horrified awe. Robin, they've been working on you for four hours. Can't some of them sit down? Yes, Robin, yes, Robin please. 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 Do not speak! Yes, Robin, very good, Robin. I am Robin Sherbotsky, herald of news, queen of local broadcasting. All shall watch my show. All shall worship me. Interior, the apartment, day. Ted sets up the apartment with candles and magical symbols under Marshall's watchful gaze. Is all this really necessary? You couldn't just ask Lily to let you do magic? Ted, you fool. I consulted the signs earlier. And Lily and Barney are almost certainly joining forces to destroy us. If we don't counteract them with this ritual, you'll never see Kazanuit again. Ted looks over at Kazanuit, who is leaning on the kitchen counter. He's right. Barney is so jealous of us, Ted. He's going to send me back to the void. Ted nods, resolved. Okay, I'll do it for you, Kazanuit. Good, because what I need of you is a little transgressive. 
And where are you gonna be? I need you to fuck me in the ass, Ted. Ted's jaw drops. His eyes dart from Marshall to Kazanami, who gives him a sympathetic nod. I won't be jealous. All of Aleister Crowley's strongest rituals were powered by his familiar, Victor Neuberg, fucking him in the ass. I need you, Ted. If you want to keep being with Kazanuit, you need to be my Neuberg. Ted backs away. Marshall, I don't know if I can. I mean, you're my best friend. There's a loud knock at the door. Kazanuit goes up to Ted and starts giving him a back massage. That's Barney, babe. If you fuck Marshall in the ass, he can win the battle and we can be together. If you don't, I'll be banished to hell. Ted exhales slowly. Interior, Robin Studio, day. Robin is glowing. The cameras are rolling. She isn't saying anything. Holy shit, Robin, what? I, I mean... Tears are streaming down his face. He glances over past the cameras. The live viewer count is skyrocketing. The number... A hundred thousand. Two. A million. You're not even reporting the news! How is this possible? Interior. The apartment. Day. The door swings open. Lily and Barney stand there. I'm sorry, baby. This is for your own good. Marshall, Marshall drops to all fours. Ted! Now! Ted moves toward Marshall but stops himself almost instantly. Right. He turns to Kazanuit. I'm sorry, babe. I can't fuck Marshall. Ted! They kiss. Marshall rises. Barney raises his hands and draws sigils in the air. Fine. I'll defeat you with my own power. The only thing you will do is kneel. Marshall draws sigils in the air to counter Barney. They gear up to duel. Wait, do you feel that? Interior. Robin Studio. Day. The studio has turned into a vortex centered on Robin. The viewer count ticks up to 9,999,999,999 and then breaks. Robin, please! You have to stop! Worship me! Interior, the apartment, day. The apartment shakes with energy. The gang looks around terrified. Lily remains on solid ground, looking kind of miffed. It must be Robin. She said she was using magic to increase her show's view count. And you let her? A spell of that size could destroy the fabric of reality! Oh, it can't be that bad. When Crowley himself attempted something on this scale, he accidentally caused World War One. I'm sorry, Barney. I didn't think she would actually be able to pull it off. Does anyone want lemonade? No one acknowledges her. Well, I'm not powerful enough to stop it, and I doubt you are either. Kazanuit turns to Ted. I might be able to help. Guys, Kazanuit might have something. Barney stumbles like he's been shot. Kazanuit is here? If I return to the ether, I can seal Robin off from the source of magic before too much bad energy gets through. But... Yes, I'll be destroyed. We will never see each other again. My incredible demon body and my amazing, perfect personality will never grace your mind again. A tear drops down Ted's cheek. Kazanuit wipes it off his cheek. It's the only way, Ted. 
She kisses him and then walks towards the door. She's going to destroy herself to save the world, isn't she? Ted, Ted, you can't let her. I have so much to say, so much. Kazanuit takes his hand. He looks up. He can see her. Tears well up in his eyes. I, I, I love. She vanishes. The room stops shaking. Lily emerges from the kitchen, drinking lemonade. Men in their wizard hats, I swear. Interior, Robin's studio, day. The wind dies. Robin stops glowing. The view counter comes back alive and begins counting down to zero. No! I... what? Dawn looks around. Is it over? Robin sighs. Yeah, I guess it is. Interior, the apartment, day. Marshall and Lily stand in the doorway. Barney and Ted sit on the couch, barely holding it together. Well, we're gonna head out. You guys gonna be okay? Yeah, we'll be fine. And no more magic, okay? Ever. Yes, honey. They close the door behind them. After a beat, Ted turns to Barney. So, because I knew it, huh? Barney turns to Ted. Tears are streaming down his face. At the sight of his friend, Ted also begins to sob. I know, man. I know. They pull each other into a deep embrace, each sobbing into each other's shoulder. The camera lingers before slowly pulling up and away, as if the viewer beholding this sincere display of grief is somehow profane. Credits roll over the silence. How I met your mother. We could be robbed at any time. A ton of gold, no guns, no ramparts, we'll be robbed.